Before we kick off today's episode, we'd love to acknowledge that Country Creatives is recorded and produced on the beautiful lands of the Jar Jar Wurrung people. And we really want to pay our respects to their elders, past, present, and emerging. Welcome back to another episode of Country Creatives. We are your hosts, Reese and Caleb. Hey, mate. Good to have you back in the studio. It's really great to be here. Today, we have an amazing guest. Really amazing. Yeah, Leah Satori from Satori Consulting. She's amazing, if I didn't say that already. We are going to be running through some really practical things today. It's going to be really valuable. We are talking about your North Star and how to find it. So Leah's going to run through some practical tips of how you can do that and why you would do it and what it is. Yeah, it's in short, a really great way to identify your purpose as a creative in business, what drives you and how you can succeed as a creative by knowing this in a deeper level and being able to answer the question when people ask, why do you do what you do? Yeah, it's really big. Leah, welcome. It is so good to have you in the studio with us. How cool is this? Thank you so much, Caleb. It's wonderful to be here. I wanted to start off with uh, a bit of context. Mm -hmm. We, all three of us here, have a bit of history in how we know each other. We've done a few things together and experienced Mm -hmm. your amazingness, Leah. And there's something that's happened recently that's led to us catching up and getting an episode down with you. How about we start, how do we know each other, everyone here? I know both of you amazing (laughs) creatives through the Emporium Incubator program. And I think this is the fourth year of its existence. We've run Mm. three cohorts. And yep. yeah, it was born in 2020. Yeah, I was wow. in the I was in the the test run. I think you were the wow. uh, OG incubator yeah. over here. <laughs> what Incubate-y. was your role in the incubator, Caleb? I've been on the outskirts a little bit. I actually first met Leah in the LMCLP. Mm, you did. I think. Whatever that and acronym that was a, means. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, 2019, the Loddon Murray Community Leadership Program. Thank you. <laughs> Leah, can you tell us what is the incubator? I thought you were going to say, what is the LMC? <laughs> that random <laughs> And there's a bit of crossover between these two things. So mm. the incubator is an experience for creatives and artists who'd like to commercialise their passion. And uh, maybe it's someone who's got a side hustle or a small business and they're self-employed and they're a sole trader and they'd like to grow it. And the incubator is a supportive community that you can join. And typically there are about 15 to 20 people in each group. And there are workshops, there's one-on-one coaching, and then there's an opportunity to pitch the product or service that you work on for about three months intensively to a new audience. Mm. It sounds like our perfect audience, actually, doesn't it, Reese? <laughs> Creatives who are looking to uh, commercialise their endeavour. Yeah, I also, as an incubatee, Meeting and working closely with a bunch of other creatives that you've never met before was Mm. like a really brilliant way to network and grow your support network. Everyone's having the similar kind of issues and challenges and wanting to progress to the next level and you get to do it as a big group, which was awesome. There's nothing like doing that growth journey with a community, is there? That's one of the things that I love most about it is seeing those kind of sparks fly of ideas and people jumping on board and supporting each other and saying, wow, that's amazing. You should definitely pitch it like this. So you should, you need to meet this person. Yeah. Can you tell me a bit about your background, Leah? Because I've 
I jumped on your website a little while ago and there was you standing next to Julia Gillard and all these other executives and stuff. I was like, whoa, I felt like I can't believe I've been in this class for that time and had you running it and you've what, got you've all never this. Googled me, Reese. I'm offended. <laughs> no, until then. <laughs> until then. That's but hilarious. It was, you've got a really interesting background in um, I'll let you take it away. <laughs> I love that the podcast is called Country Creatives because I'm a country girl and I grew up in Castlemaine when it was called Castlemaine. So if people say Castlemaine, no, they're not OGs. <laughs> they're not OGs. Cast- no. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, good. And I worked in education for the first sort of 10 years of my career and massively loved it. And I think when we talk about North Star, my great passion and sense of purpose is around helping people see their highest future possibility. And I'm sure that comes from growing up in a family of educators and that being my first area of work. And, And then I moved to Melbourne and I got involved in chambers of commerce and business communities. And I loved that. And I feel as a kid growing up in school, I was always interested in business. My parents were both teachers, but they also had a bed and breakfast. And it was a very cute little 1860s miners' cottage. Oh, wow. That was crumbling down in our paddock, in our back (laughs) paddock in Campbell's Creek. Yeah. And when my nan passed away, mum wanted to do something great with her inheritance. So she brought this dilapidated old cottage back to life and that was her her token of love for Nan that she was creating this beautiful place but what was so great about that from a business perspective was mum and dad paid us 10 cents a brick to scrape all of the old mortar (laughs) off the original red bricks so that they could use them again brick cleaning and uh what a job yeah but this that enterprising spirit of I can earn money here (laughs) through work (laughs) Uh, wow, that is amazing. I actually have exactly the same story, not from a beautiful old cottage, but from the brick cleaning perspective. Yeah. I got 20 cents. I was probably oh. my, my You're time. You're younger was, than me. Yeah. That's CPI. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Yeah, cool. So that's at a, at a very early age by yeah. the sounds of it. How about what led you into the more creative avenues? Yeah, I guess working for Chambers of Commerce, I was always really interested in learning about the backstory of people's businesses Mm. and the history and their why. What was their reason for being originally and how had they attracted great people to come and work for them? So I worked for a Chamber of Commerce called Melbourne Cares. And while I was there, I had the great privilege of developing initiatives between business and the community. So one of them was called Schools First. And that was a national award program for schools in partnership with their community who were doing something creative to uplift students and inspire and engage their students. And then through NAB, the bank would grant awards to schools and they actually gifted five million dollars worth of support through that initiative so it was a really special thing to be a part of and when I came back to central Victoria I actually I worked in a restaurant as a waitress for a while which I loved I had a little break from corporate love it and in Saps in Castlemaine was amazing. Oh, oh, what a yeah. great place. Yeah, such a good cafe. Yeah, we love Saps. <laughs> yeah, and a bit of hospo is so good for the soul. It is, I needed it? that. Yeah. I needed to see people smiling at me again. And <laughs> corporate can be very serious sometimes yeah. and people you know, take themselves very seriously. So yeah. it, it was so great. And, um, and then I, I worked for a company called um, Sustainable Regional Australia and we built the first two solar parks in Victoria. Oh, wow. Which, yeah, now that's pretty amazing because yeah. it was right on the cusp of the uh, scaling up of renewables. Wow. So that was back in 20, 
10. And yeah, I've had lots of jobs since then. I, so I, I was the leader of that business and then I came to work for City of Greater Bendigo while the hospital was being built. And my job then was around understanding how could we get local businesses involved in the construction and operation of what was the new Bendigo Hospital. Again, that was about understanding our local business community and getting to know people and know their passion and their capability Mm. and then connecting them with a big customer in town. Mm. So you've done quite a lot and I know a few of the things you've done after that have been really about connecting people Mm. and opportunities and helping them do that for themselves. Would you say that's a fair summary of what you've focused in on? Yeah, and that's a great descriptor of what I'm essentially a connector. Mm. Yeah, You did mention your North Star before, which Mm -hmm. I I loved. It was very succinct Mm -hmm. and (laughs) very clear and I could could tell that there's some some process happened to get there and that's really what we want to dive into uh, today, Reese isn't it? Yeah, it sure is. The North Star or Northern Star, as I like to call it. Yeah, um, which we, <laughs> I, it sounds like some sort of clothing brand. Yeah. <laughs> so the North Star I found particularly interesting as part of the incubator program. And it's sort of earlier on in the process before you go through all the motions of businessy, creative stuff, you're like, all right, what drives you? What's your North Star? And it was a, a fairly new concept Obviously, people have a vision or a mission or something, but a North Star is slightly different to that. Mm. And I was really keen to explore that a bit more deeply in this episode. So can you explain to me what a North Star is? Yeah, sure. A North Star is your reason for being. And it's your reason for being in the endeavour that you're in. And so if you start a business and your highest aspiration for that business is around making money, it will fail. If that's the only reason that you're going into it. Yeah. If you start a business because you hate your job, it'll fail. If you start a business because in your bones you deeply care about the people that you're going to serve through your products and services or this is your dearest passion in life and it brings a sparkle to your eye when you talk about it, that's your North Star. Yeah. And you need a North Star in business because there are so many lonely times when you start a business from scratch there are times that just feel like a really tough slog. Mm. And I I feel like your North Star is like your root system that connects you to a, a nourishing kind of source yeah. and reason for being. Once you can put some words around it that feel right to you and feel really authentic, where you go, yeah, actually, that's why I do this hard work and put up with all of the red tape of owning a small business. Yeah, Yeah, it makes sense when you lay it out. That would be such a logical foundation for Mm. building a a small business or a new endeavour on because, Mm. as you say, there are a lot of really tough times and there's a lot of times where it's not quite working yet Mm -hmm. and you've got to have something to draw on. I loved your analogy of that root system, that life-giving thing that you can draw from Mm -hmm. and draw energy from when the the commercial success is not there yet and when you're really having to dig deep, Mm -hmm. you've got something there to to motivate you and go, all right, I know why I'm doing this and it's not for any frivolous or reason that has very little Mm -hmm. meaning. That's so true. And it's also, it's the source of what makes you and your offer magnetic Mm. for people. If you talk about something that you really deeply care about and love, and you've got a business offering aligned to that, people notice Mm. that it's not just, oh, here's Reese selling Northern Star shoes. (laughs) 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 Here's Reese 
who's turned up to curate this amazing mural to bring our whole community together to shift the relationship that they have with this place. Well, and that's yeah. I I found it particularly helpful because we all, as creatives, we have that within us. Like we know that we're passionate about it. We know that we love what we do, or we want to love what we do more. And it's really hard to articulate why sometimes. And this process that, that you took us through, with the help of the team at Minds at Work, we should mention them. Jason as well. and Lisa. Yeah. Aren't they amazing? Yeah, oh, yeah. Brilliant facilitators. Going through that process, and then everything after that felt like it just fell into place a little Mm. bit and everything you do can align back to that purpose and the vision. What do you think happens if you don't have a Northern Star, if we people are just floating on through Gosh, that's a really great question. Well, one of my heroes in leadership and business is Otto Schama, who's this fantastic German dude, and he says our intention shapes our attention. And so whatever you get up in the morning and your intention for that day shapes what you will pay attention to and Mm. the filter through which you see things. If your intention in starting a business is not to serve a purpose that you deeply care about, if it's just commercial, that's all you'll pay attention to. Yeah, wow. Your frame for making decisions will be really one-dimensional. Yeah. And you'll miss these gems of opportunities Mm. that are people with talent or collaborators with a great idea because you're looking at it through too narrow a a lens. I can see if your focus is only commercial and and financial, then you will probably make some pretty bad decisions. I think there's a culture that exists in the business world in varying degrees in different areas that business is separate to personal, mm-hmm. the personal people's personal lives shouldn't exist in a business. Not us creatives, though. We're very <laughs> much attached to our um, yeah, practice. You can't separate <laughs> us. And that kind of led me to think, and I've th- often thought about this, that's actually not in any way true. <laughs> you no. can't separate any person yeah. from what they are doing. They're there. That's one of the lies of neo-capitalism, I think, is that it has to be all separate. (laughs) That's ridiculous. business has to be um, evaluated on the basis of how much profit Mm. it delivers to its shareholders only. Mm. And I think that's really changing. Like people are saying there are more important metrics now. You've got to show how you care for um, country, how you care for people. Yeah. Is this a sustainable business? I used to work for the Business Council here, B. Bendigo. Yeah. And through that, I got to work with Rob Hunt, who was the founding managing director of Bendigo Bank. And he has lots of fantastic sayings and mottos around how business ought to be. But he always says the role of business is to feed into prosperity, not off it. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Wow. I think, so what are you doing through your business that's strengthening the community that you serve? Wow, that's a good question. For those out there, wondering a little bit more about how to get to your Northern Star. Lee, you obviously, you mentioned it before and gave us a really great one-liner. And (laughs) Caleb and I both, I think we have our our sort of North Star aligned a little bit, but can you identify the process of identifying a North Mm -hmm. Star? Understanding that your audience are also creatives, I would suggest in two ways. And one is that you ask yourself, why do I do what I do? Seven times, the seven whys. So you go a little bit deeper each time. So if I asked you, Reese, why? Why did you found Nacho Station? 
Oh, this is all coming back to me now. I do remember <laughs> this exercise. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So we'll go through that. Why? To make the world more colourful. Why does that matter to you, a more colourful world? Because it helps to liven our communities and public spaces. Oh, and enlivened communities and public spaces. Why did they matter to you? Because I think the built environment should be for the people and not just for the big, boring office walls. Like it's giving ownership of the cityscape back to the people. So you really care about people's experience of the cityscape and... Yeah. Why do you care about their experience? I guess I also care about that artists have an opportunity to be a part of their landscape Mm -hmm. and that they can help influence the public environment in a way that they can make commentary on the world or, or be engaged in helping to create a better public space. Oh, wow. So artists can influence how we think or what we're thinking about as we move through public spaces. And Have we done seven yet? That's about five, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, very quickly you can see how it, how it um, gets d- deeper and deeper and mm-hmm. you get, all of a sudden you're like, oh, wow. It can be really hard to start off. Like when you ask the first why, yeah. you're like, oh, where do I start? What is, why what do, do I mean do what why? I do? <laughs> yeah. you just got to go with it and just let it out a little bit. Before we get to more of the process, what did you come up with in your first incubatee journey? I should have been more prepared and, and printed <laughs> out the version of what I came to, but mine, I actually didn't have one single Northern Star. It was three variants of a Northern Star, but it really put into perspective the avenues of the business that drove me. And it takes time to get to that one sentence. Like mm. It takes quite a lot of deep reflection mm. to be able to nail it. Um, The other way that I encourage people to think about purpose or their North Star as their source of energy and that kind of nourishing, sustaining thing that they can tap into with their root system is to draw it. And so one of our incubator participants this year did a magnificent drawing of her and then she created a a piece of art that was a, a beautiful wooden box and she put her business plan and all of her hopes and dreams for her business inside of that wooden box and so wrapped it up in imagery around oh, wow. her North Star. That's really cool, isn't it? Caleb, do you have a North Star specifically? <laughs> yeah, it's been quite a process over a, a long time for me to refine and develop what my North Star is when it comes to Hebron Films and what I'm building here. But I quickly realized that it wasn't making beautiful videos. That was my original, this is why we're doing it, because we want to make cool stuff. It's more of an outcome. Yeah, and then we got the outcome and it didn't really make a difference to my world mm-hmm. or anyone else's world. <clears throat> and I was like, oh, okay, that makes me fall a bit flat. On, <laughs> I feel a bit flat on achieving anything lasting. So I was looking for a lasting impact. I wanted actual results from the work that I did rather than not even anyone seeing it. We live in a flooded world of video content and no one was even seeing the cool stuff that I made. That led me to think, why am I actually doing this? Is it just to make cool videos? And I kind of came up with the thought that and the line that I want to help regional businesses perform on the world stage. Wow. I, wow. yeah, I want to actually make a real impact mm-hmm. and change some of those narratives around regional businesses not ever being able to be as successful or impactful as a metro-based business. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty subtle and I don't think that's true at all. I want to be able to prove that statement wrong and I want to be able to be 
a regional business's superpower in a very small way, right? I love that so much. <laughs> Thanks, Leah. Why world stage? I, Who's running the interview here? <laughs> <laughs> I love getting asked questions. It actually came from one of our amazing clients. We do things called ask frameworks with our clients and we just ask them why they chose us, how it makes them feel when working with us and what's a story from the past that didn't work out so well. So we try and use our clients and their experience of us to determine or help guide the most valuable impact we have with our clients. Mm -hmm. And one of them said, it was actually the Bendigo Art Gallery, we're regionally based, but we need to be performing on the world stage. Mm -hmm. And that was a line that my man Mark said. He said, we work with you because you help us perform on the world stage. Mm. And it that for them, they're a, a globally renowned gallery. Yeah. So that's the space they want to be playing in and they want to be perceived as the standard that they are in their marketing and their, their videos. But I thought why we are a quite a globalised world mm. and there is no reason that a really small business can't perform on the world stage and open new markets and all sorts of things. So I guess it, rather than uh, applying specifically to every business, as in every business has a global market, I like the aspirational nature of it. And mm. to, to know that the video content and the marketing that we produce can be accessed from the entire world. That's so powerful, Caleb, because I think in a way, the creative industries in regional Victoria is part of Victoria's best kept secret from mm. our thinking about our whole regional economy. Yeah. And federal and state governments tend to pump a lot of business development dollars into STEM professions, into yeah. professional services or really well-known export industries like higher education. But there are so many great stories in the creative industries of oh, yeah. people exporting their product or service to the world. Yeah. And so many in central Victoria, Australian turntable company. Oh, I love them. Kangaroo Flash. Yeah. I just think they're visionary yep. and the quality of their product is world class. Yeah, it is. And then there's so many great stories about how their turntable technology has enabled kinetic sculpture or it's enabled a kinetic building. And I think um, amazing to have that design and manufacturing here. Yeah. And it's deeply creative. <coughs> yeah. And it's funny that ever since I came up with that phrase as a North Star, I've found more businesses that are already mm -hmm. really rocking it yeah. and they're some of the best in the world at what they do. Like another example is Sculpt Form, one of our past clients in Golden Square in that kind of industrial kind of Allingham Street area and they produce a proprietary in invented little clip system that makes click-on battens mm -hmm. for architectural cladding for real timber architectural cladding, they've designed this thing themselves and makes it really sim simple and smooth and they're exporting all over the world and yeah. their architects love their products mm. no matter where you are. Do they know their North Star? Probably. Probably. <laughs> yeah, I know they've done a lot of work <laughs> on their business and marketing and all that sort of stuff. So I dare say they would, yes. Yeah. I'll bring it back to you, Leah, so you can stop running the interview on us. <laughs> what are the improvements you see when people, like give us some examples of the, mm. in the creative industries. Mm. You've, you've run a few incubator programs now and probably more than 100 people through this mm -hmm. North Star process. What are the key improvements in those creatives once they identify their North Star? 
I think the big one is that people start to recognise their value. Yeah, wow. And recognise their value beyond the price that they're putting on their product. They think, here's how I make a difference. And I can put some words around that. One example that I'd use is Andre Sardoni, who's a sculptor. Mm. And Andre was in your cohort race, I yep. think. In the I've become first... really close mates with Andre because of meeting him through oh, the program. That's so great. Mm. And that's one of the things that I love about it. It does bring people together and, <laughs> and start these friendships. Yeah, yeah, we're loving it too. He's our number one listener. <laughs> <laughs> Truth be told. What I love about working with Andre was at the start of the program, Andre would introduce himself as a roofer and say, you know, this is my trade. And then on the side, I also sculpt and I sculpt using recycled materials. And I think in working with Andre, the thing that I was most taken by was at the end of the experience when he started introducing himself as a sculptor who develops works that change people's relationship with space and place. Mm. And then he was talking about pieces that he'd developed for a school where when students arrived, they could see themselves in the form Uh And that it might shift their day. Wow. Might shift their experience of being there. Yeah. And so I thought that was really cool. That's really cool. And it actually, when you're talking about pricing, knowing your value makes the whole pricing thing a lot easier, I think. Yes. Because you're not second guessing anything. Do you know, that's why I love working with creators because I've made heaps of mistakes in pricing in business Mm. and I've underpriced the work that I do many times and regretted it. Yeah. <laughs> and and I think that's such a pattern in working in the creative industries. People tend to go low yeah. in terms of their price point to begin with because they think, oh, look, it's a new experience or <laughs> yeah. I've just got to get some runs on the board here. I've got to demonstrate the mm. value. Mm. But mm. I think that knowing your purpose, knowing your North Star, being really grounded in the value that you offer to the business that you're working for or the consumer helps you say, no, it is, this is the price. And understanding very sincerely what's sitting behind that in terms of your intent, your capability, the craft that you've worked on for many years, um, really knowing how whatever they're buying is going to shift something for their business or for them as a consumer. So Caleb, you talked about this video, it will be transformational for you in placing your business on the world stage. Mm. And I'd like to think the people who come through the incubator feel comfortable describing the value of their service to their customer, that it's something that they get to practice. Yeah, and I think it, it helps have being so intentional in developing this North Star that it's got to come from a really authentic place. Yeah. And people know whether they're spouting nonsense that <laughs> just sounds fun or if it is actually their driving force it's actually their north star and when that lands that's mm. such a powerful thing for someone to be able to to say we've talked a little bit about pricing but what else is built on this foundation of a north star what else mm. could, does it enable you to do as a, a business i think uh, to talk about yourself as a business yeah and so it's pretty central to your comms yeah and I'd like to think that people's um, written communication on their website and the kind of wording that they're using on Insta and socials comes from that reason for being Yeah, and has a connection to it. Yeah, it can be a filter, right? Yeah, definitely. I found one of my personal experiences was that it allowed me to identify the right opportunities as mm-hmm. well because yeah. I'm like, oh, is this for me? And you go, does it align with my North Star or my kind of pillars of Northern Stars that I have? And you can use that to identify opportunities, but also the beauty of when you throw something like that out into the world, 
you just put your statement out in the world, all of a sudden these things pop up out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, like, Whoa, how did that uh, – what is the word for it when you project those ideas? Manifest. Manifest. But it's like that statement is a magnet for mm. people and other businesses that uh, are attracted by mm. that. Mm-hmm. And they can see authenticity and they can see uniqueness and it, you're not just saying things that everyone else is saying. It's coming from somewhere special and unique inside you and people are really attracted to that. They definitely are. And I think it's wonderful when you say no to things using your North Star too. And Reese, you just mentioned that it helps you know what to say no to. Mm. Whenever I knock back a job, I say thanks so much. You know, I'm really touched that you came to me and you've asked me to quote on this. But look, my reason for being is this. And this is, it's quite a long way away from it. Yeah. And sometimes people come and ask me to facilitate a workshop around strategy and I used to do work like that and I used to really enjoy it. But now that I feel so clear about my reason for being, I'd only accept work that is around developing people and helping people see a higher future possibility for themselves. So if it hasn't got that people mm. and development focus in it, I just say, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, and, right. and that's been really freeing for me. And it means that when I'm uh, developing resources in the business, they all feed into like jobs. Yeah. And it's great for scale. Mm. And it's great for focusing on winning more of the kind of work that I know I can deliver well. And so you start to manifest your customer group too and, and teach people about who your clients and audience are where they say, oh, that's so race. This, we heard about a business that wants to achieve this kind of feeling in a courtyard and bring community in and really shift the energy of this space. And that that's a job for Reese. We've We must get on to him. Yeah. So Because um, it's been clearly, clearly yeah. identified and Reese has been able to talk about it and line up a consistency of work in that space, it all contributes, like what you were saying, there's a big key that you uh, mentioned there about scale. There's a lot of things required from a practical point of view for a business to scale. Mm-hmm. But one of the key pillars is is defining what you're going to do. You've got to do that first, don't you? So that it's... You do. Otherwise, you become a scattergun yeah. and you start saying yes to too many little jobs that mm. divert your energy. As Jason Clark would say from Minds at Work, you've got to spread yourself thick, not yeah. thin. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, good. Re- really thinking about, is this something that I could tweak and replicate? How might I further develop it and then introduce it to a bigger audience or a different sort of audience? That's We've all been there, haven't we, Reese? Doing a, a million different things. Mm. And what you need to do, and I'm sure nearly every listener will re- relate to this, is that you have to figure it out every single time. Yeah, you have to figure right. out how to do the thing that you've just said you can do. And you have to refigure it out because it's slightly different every single time. And that is the opposite of scale. So you know what else your listeners could do? They could do a North Star audit of their Mm. services that they offer at the moment. Tell us more about that. Once you figure out what your North Star is, so you've done that sort of seven whys, you might create a piece of art or a visual representation of your reason for being and try and wrap some words around it. Once you're feeling really comfortable that you've started to nail that and you're really clear about your reason for being. Are there other tools to get to the North Star? If that if people are like, oh, the seven whys is awkward or the visual thing is awkward, yeah. are there a handful of tools to be able to develop it? There certainly is. So another good one is conversations with friends. 
where you're just exploring in a conversation with a friend, I think this is why I do what I do. I think. uh, This is my sense of it. And ask your friends to challenge you on that and challenge you in lots of different ways around, Mm. is it really? Pick a friend who's a good listener. Yeah. Yeah. So conversationally, okay. I guess if you want the full rundown, you'll have to come and join an incubator program. <laughs> you were, oh, there's lot. You could Google discover my purpose, and yeah. there would be millions of YouTube videos. Simon Sinek, oh yeah, is a fantastic author around discover your why. Yeah, but there are many different podcasters and writers, and there's a lot of content out there around helping people discover their why or their North Mm, Star. mm. All right. You found your North Star and we're about to do a North Star audit. Yeah, do an audit. Get out all of the jobs that you've done in the last 12 months and really think about who all of your customers were looking back over a year and work out which of those was really central to your purpose in North Star. What could you say aligned with the absolute heart of it and what would be at the edges and work out what is in the heart. Is that what you really want to scale in your business? And if it's aligned with your reason for being, the answer should be yes. And then you really want to think about through your comms, through your networking, how might you scale the work that's really central to your reason for being and how might you do less of or eventually none of the work that's out around the edges. Mm. Because the more that you can bring your service offering in tight around your reason for being, that makes it more replicable and scalable. Yeah. Mm. It's quite a scary thing to do to like scrap the things off the sides. My experience again was through this program, I was doing graphic design work to just get hourly bills out there to charge people hourly for a service and then it was taking up all the time to do the thing that I wanted to be scaling at and it was like a really scary moment when I started saying hey sorry I'm not your designer anymore but it gave them a referral to a designer and linked them into other people so they were happy but saying no to this regular work was the scariest thing <laughs> yeah. to do. Let's talk about fear and purpose then. I think there's so much fear in the experience of starting and then running your own business. I've certainly experienced lots of it <laughs> myself and it gets to you at two o'clock in the morning. Sometimes you're lying <laughs> awake in bed or you're driving somewhere to see a client and you've just got that horrible sense of chilling fear running through your body where you think, I- I'm not going to make the turnover that I aim to this month or this quarter or... I'm not sure that I can um, get over the line at the level that I hoped I would. If you've got a really clear sense of why you're doing what you're doing and the value that you bring to the world and bring to your clients and you stay true to communicating around that, it it can ease some of that fear Mm. where some ways of getting good feedback loops happening for yourself around your businesses, go out and talk to 10 people who know you but don't know much about what you do and explain why you love the work that you do and talk to them about your reason for being and capture their feedback. And those kind of conversations can allay some of that fear in the early days about am I doing the right thing, am I on the right track? They can also really help you say no to work that's not, at the centre of your purpose. That's so good because I would encourage people not to underestimate the power of the conversation. It's not just for fun's sake. And I know this has been true for me in the early days in my whole life. You can get in your own head and speaking and thinking can often produce two different results. And 
especially we as humans, we think so fast and we can get mm. caught up in a bit of a hamster wheel. Yep. But when you actually speak to someone, you'll discover things that you didn't think about and you'll correct things that you thought were true. And that correction of things that you believe to be true, that's vital in business. So when you live in your own head all of the time as a business owner, you're making a whole set of assumptions all the time about what's possible yeah. and what's likely to happen. And if you don't test those assumptions with anyone else, they just become true for you. Yeah. And they can be hugely limiting. That's a dangerous place to be, right? Yeah. Thinking something's true. In your own true. Head, yeah, by yourself all yeah. the time. Ugh. Yes. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I love that. that. So the tip of um, having a Northern starter come back to is can potentially reduce anxiety about your yeah. business, yeah. Like, which is a, yeah. I hadn't actually thought about it in that way Um but yeah, it's really true. If you, you're like, the money's not coming in this month, but I'm still doing what I love and it mm. drives me and it fills my cups. Maybe I'll eat baked beans on toast next week, but at least <laughs> yeah. I'm turning up and doing what I love and next month it's only going to get better kind yeah. of thing. You can and change you've got, that. You've got a direction, right? It helps you with vision. It, it can be very anxiety inducing, not knowing where you're going and what to do next. Mm. But if you have that North Star filter and and that helps you refine what you really want to do and then your goal is to scale that specific thing, then you've got a whole long list of things you can do that are built from those two things. That's exactly right. When I was starting out in business, someone said to me, and I forget who it was, but I'm very grateful to them, <laughs> money follows great work. Yeah. And if you're deeply passionate about what you do and you become very good at it, yeah. the money will come and yep. you have to trust that. Yep. But if you start out with the intention of making money and you've not yet identified that source of passion that you're working from and you haven't developed that deep capability, it won't be sustainable. You, you might make it work as a bit of a gimmick for a short period of time, but it will fall over. So you're so right about... Understanding your purpose reduces your anxiety. It also reduces risk in your business because mm, yeah, wow. the more focused you are around staying true to the scope of your business and the kind of services that you offer, who you work with and why, and do great work for them, the money will follow. Mm. Yeah, so getting a little bit more practical on how to capture your North Star, you've um, given us some ideas on how to generate it. Like it should be written down. It should be on a oh, document. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It should be written down. Yeah. One of the other things that people might like to try as a practice is to think about four watershed moments in your life that have shaped you most as a person and a creative and to really take yourself back to that place in time. And you might like to do a little meditation around this and close your eyes and think about what were the smells, what were the sights, who were the people who were involved in this experience at the time. And then you might like to think about the nature of that experience and what was affirmed for you around your reason for being in that moment? Yeah. What was affirmed for you around your values in that moment? What was a value that was really solidified or confirmed? When you come back to these watershed moments in your life, they can teach you so much about what you deeply care about and who you are. That's so good. I, I feel like that was one of the most powerful tools that I used to develop my reason for being was thinking about the times that I felt felt really successful and I mm -hmm. felt really fulfilled yeah. and then analysing them and going, why did I feel that way? Which is, is what you're speaking about. I think that's a really powerful tool. Fulfillment, that's an important word around North Star too mm. because if you get your North Star right, if you're able to really capture it, 
then fulfillment is the outcome of being in service of that purpose. Well, if you could do a quick little demonstration of how to get to a North Star, <laughs> I thought maybe we could make ourselves a bit vulnerable to go through this oh, process, Caleb. So ready. Because we're a startup. Yeah, we are. We're a startup podcast. We've nearly yeah. done 12 months. We have. So, hey, have we done 12 We've, We're over 12 months. Are we? Congratulations. Yeah, we Thank oh, you. That's actually pretty cool. We've lasted longer than a year. That's <laughs> we great. Have. We um, have. And we, I think one of the first things we did was we sat down and said, why are we doing this? Then maybe it's time for a bit of an audit and a bit of put that on the table, yeah. see where we land, and yeah. then watch Leah's absolute mind at work. <laughs> That's a bit of a crossover with <laughs> Jason and Lisa. <laughs> yep. um, so good. But yeah, maybe we could do some practical. Yeah, for country creators. Let's do it. Righto. Let's do it. What should we do first, Leah? Caleb Reese, why did you found country creatives? I'll let you start, mate. Okay. We founded Country Creatives firstly because we love to talk, but we quickly realised that wasn't going to keep us energised through the whole thing. We had to actually have a subject to talk about. We started Country Creatives because we are country creatives and we believe in helping and giving back to creatives, specifically in their our commercial endeavours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think for me... I wanted to become a thought leader in the creative industries Mm. and Mm. to have fun with it, to meet awesome people, invite new guests on. And you and I have really great chats about creativity and business all the time. Mm. And we were like, why don't we just broadcast this to the world? So I feel like, yeah, the combination of those things is a bit of a genesis for why we started the podcast. That's so awesome. So being together is fun. Yeah. You love talking with each other. Yeah. And you really want to help people who are also creatives based in the country yeah we were getting so much value from our conversations and it was like sparking oh man oh yeah that's great i i know what i need to do now or oh i never thought about it like that Mm. so tell me what surprised you 12 months in what surprises you about what's now possible with country creatives when you think about that purpose of having fun together chatting supporting people in your community it surprises me that people listen. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm not surprised, but um, I'm pleasantly surprised that people are listening. I should say, delighted, maybe. Yes, you're delighted. Yeah. I was surprised that over the last few months, maybe six months, we've had uh, people reaching out asking us to help on specific things. Mm-hmm. That you know, whether it be uh, podcasts, whether it be actual community projects and there's some been some big ones and that really surprised me that after speaking about creativity and business that people are not only listening but it's <laughs> been so valuable to some people and they've reached out and said how valuable oh yeah. wow this can, is can you come and help us we yeah. need your help because you yeah. guys know what you're talking about i wish that you could see caleb's face because he's re- <laughs> he is <laughs> Quite legitimately astonished. And that's so funny. (laughs) That's so funny to me because I ask that question around what surprises you. You've set an intention. You've put that purpose out there around we want to have fun, we want to talk, we want to have people listen and feel like they benefit from what we're sharing. Yeah. And then the thing that surprised you was that they did feel like they (laughs) benefited from what you were sharing. I love it. It's so energising. Yeah. So where to from here? When you think about the purpose in the next 12 months around have fun, continue chatting, deliver value, be recognised as thought leaders. It's tricky. I feel, yeah, because it's almost like we've ticked off those things as a beginning 
so to do an audit now is it's really good. interesting. This is really good because we haven't talked about this well, yet. Can I ask, when did you feel like you were most on purpose? Oh, that's a good one. I don't feel like we've, every time we come and sit in here, we are on purpose and mm. we're doing the thing that we set out to do. But I guess to elevate it to that next level is to probably grow the listenership base. Yeah. So using social media better to <clears throat> be more contactable and to incorporate our listeners into episodes more would be really great. That brings yeah up a very important point for me. The time I felt like we were most on purpose was when I got when we got an email from a listener saying a young guy, a videographer based in Swan Hill or somewhere like that, who said it was, he gave some really good feedback and he said it actually really made a difference to him and his business and how he operated. Mm. I was like, whoa, that's it. Here's a little activity for those listening at home. If you wouldn't mind, send a little message in to Caleb and Reese and just tell them, why do you listen? Why oh. do you listen to Country Creatives? That'd be great. We'd love, love to hear that. Feedback. And Andre, I know you'll text me directly. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> but anyone else, yeah, we would really welcome that. But we've oh, got please. an Instagram page, Country Creatives, mm. which would be a great spot to um, drop a comment and give us some feedback on why you listen. Yeah. And we can, so the purpose of that would be, what would we do with that? That'll give you a whole lot of information about how others are interpreting that purpose that you've put out there. So your intention is to bring a bit of fun and levity, to bring some connection and to provide some value for yeah. people. And yeah. I guess that in some ways you would be hoping to hear a little bit of that back. Yeah. And I dare say your listeners find other things in your podcast that you might not know about. Ooh, that'd be um, good, yeah, to find a, find out a little bit about maybe what we're not present in our thinking, what's actually valuable and get some insight that we weren't expecting. Mm. But one, one thing that's led me to in the vision space is that I would actually love to expand our experience past the just the podcast to actually do a bit of partnering with some big creative venture or something that we could actually provide really great value specifically to one organization or project or whatever. And then we can share the experience of what that looked like and what we did and how it worked back on the podcast. It's been like this mm. little circular kind of value yeah, sure. thing. Imagine if we could work with some big corporate entities and educate their teams on how to work with creatives Ooh. so we could bridge the gap between corporate wow. and creative. And I'm now, so, I, you, the reason I thought of that was because of our guest, Leah, sitting across <laughs> me, could probably can help us connect those dots, maybe. Do you know, I think that just, there's so much talent here. There's just amazing untapped talent in central Victoria. Yeah. Bree Rowe, who did The Incubator, amazing artist, and graphic designer just sent me something to have a look at the other day and she said in the most casual way, oh, I just put this together like over a couple of days. And it was, <laughs> she blew my socks off. It was wow. absolutely brilliant. And I thought, gosh, there are people here who are highly skilled that local businesses just don't know about. Mm. And definitely working with the procurement teams and working with people who buy creative services on behalf of those big businesses, that would be really cool. This okay. has led to some very interesting so, thoughts. Yeah, what else? What else? I think one thing that we've talked about, and it, it aligns very clearly with that purpose, is jumping on and partnering with other podcasters that share maybe our vision or our audience and to help grow that mm. audience and that impact. Because at the core of what we want to do, we just want to have a bigger impact and want to help more people. So that involves growing, yeah. finding more of the people we can help. 
Hey, that's a really cool idea. And um, something else that I often do with coaches that I'm working with is to ask them to think about if they were a business, who would they have on their board of directors? Who would you call out to help you make decisions Mm. and provide you with advice? And so when you talk about using your purpose and your North Star as a way of reaching out to other stakeholders or other people that might share that sense of purpose, that's a really great way of developing a bit of scale in your network. I like that. Leah, do you want to join our board of directors? Sure, I'd love to. <laughs> do you know who I was thinking of? Yeah. Um, Brian Brown gave this great address at the press club maybe two or three weeks ago and yeah. it was all about streaming services impact on Australian creativity and the production of local creative content for Ooh. television and radio. Oh, really? Yes, and he was calling on the government to mandate a percentage of Australian content mm, to be yeah. funded and produced by the collective of streaming services. That would be excellent. I've actually seen, I'm on a uh, grant guru Mm -hmm. website for another organisation that I'm part of and there are like hundreds of producer video type grants coming out at the moment. So is that aligned with that? Like they're I'm not, not sure. sure. Yeah, the I have a little bit of insight into was Brian Brown. Yes. Yeah. His call for is being echo echoed in the industry for a mandated percentage of local content. Mm-hmm. And there's another project I'm working on that is in line with hoping to help deliver that for Central Victoria and making Central Victoria a, a part of the film industry. But I that that would represent a whole lot of value to local creatives and I man wish maybe we should talk to Brian <laughs> and we can do things like this right it's yeah. only reaching out to people and saying yeah. hey, hey here's something that we really care about yeah mm. and we're a little bit good at it you <laughs> know our little yeah. patch yeah in our fishbowl we're getting better <laughs> yeah do you want to team up yes mm. I love it Add him to the list. Yeah. I wonder about the streaming services too for audio and for podcasts like Spotify and Spotify's commitment to Australian content Mm. for Australian consumers. It'd be, yeah, it'd be interesting to know what the top podcasts on Spotify are Mm. for Australia and that's information we can find out. Yeah, Yeah, research. Yep. Okay. We're getting quite a good list of things here. This is very helpful, Leah. Thank you. Are they on purpose though? When, Mm. When you think about their fit... With your purpose, these are all ideas that you could maybe explore in terms of scale. Mm. Yep. I think the one that I always come back to, is it going to be fun to do this? <laughs> so important. Right. If it feels like work, I don't want to do this and, and it feel like a like another side hustle that is consuming my energy and time. And like yeah. it, at the moment, it fills the cup. Yeah. And as soon as it starts to drain the cup and I need to do <laughs> something else to fill the cup again, uh. um, then that will be when I go like, okay, we're not doing the right thing here. Yeah. And do you know what? That's why I say yes to you two at nine o'clock on a Friday morning to come in for a chat because <laughs> I knew that it would be fun. Hey. And that kind of um, energy that you put out will keep attracting people to want to work with you. Mm. Oh, I like that, Leah. And hold Thank you. that if you keep making it fun. Fun is, that's a main driver that we both share. If it's not fun, what are we doing, Reese? Mm, that's it. Let's let's wrap up our North Star audit that you've just done with us. Thank you. How should we document that? Should we just list those out after this episode? We'll list them and look at them and sure. shuffle them. If you imagine a drawing with a circle on the inside of it and then circles flowing out from that, like a bit of a sun or... Uh-huh ripples in the water. It sounds like when you think about your 
all of the work that you've done the last 12 months for country creatives, it absolutely fits right in the middle. Mm. And none of it's been out around the edges. So there's no reason for you to stop doing anything that you're doing. You could give each other a huge pat on the back and say it's so awesome that you were really aligned Mm. to your North Star. And then when you think about building out new opportunity, like with streaming services or reaching out to partners, you might just want to keep coming back to your purpose. And as that opportunity progresses, say, is this still in the centre or is it moving further away from what we really care about? Mm, and that's good. I like it. Yeah, all right. Thank you. We are coming towards the end of our episode and, and wrapping it up. But, Lear, I wanted to ask you about your practice a little bit more to, to round this out. How can people access your service and maybe when's the next incubator? What's going on in your world? Oh, thanks. I'm a leadership facilitator and coach. And so I, I work all around Australia now, which I absolutely love. So, How cool is that? Oh, it's so cool. And with really different sorts of people. I do quite a bit of work in defence with Defence Science Technology Group. And they are inventors and researchers who come up with next generation technologies. Whilst they're STEM people, they're really very creative. You might have to mention what STEM like. Oh, sorry. Science, technology, engineering and maths. Okay. And I think there's a whole lot of assumptions often that are made around people who love science, technology, engineering and maths, that they're not creative. Where wow, they couldn't can, be further they from the be truth. hugely creative yeah. in their thinking and practice. So I love that kind of work and I work with hospitals and health services around their leadership development. Wow. And, uh, and then run incubator-style opportunities for emerging business owners and people who'd like to grow their business. So you can reach out to me via LinkedIn or via my website. Satori Consulting. Easy. Yeah. Yeah, brilliant. And I'm actually very thankful to you for giving me some time recently when I was not sure what I was doing in life and career and just sitting down with you for an hour and helping to reshuffle what all the thoughts were and putting them on paper basically led me to to taking on that part-time job at Jandak which is, was great. I needed that clarity. So that's the kind of stuff you help with, isn't it? Get Take people's, it all of their stuff and then help sort it out for them. And do you know what? People have always got the answer. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Like it comes from within. It always does. You just need to be asked the right questions yeah. <laughs> mm. to get there. But people always have that inner wisdom and knowing what's next for them. They're just, it's doing the reflection and being in conversation and getting to the heart of it. Mm, And for our local creatives or creatives in central Victoria or even a little bit more broadly, I know um, there were some creatives from Beechworth who travelled across for our incubator program and and they Mm -hmm. got a heap of value out of it. Is there another one running soon that creatives can get involved with? I hope so. I hope so. So this is with... Keep your eyes peeled. uh, Jason Clark, Lisa Smith and I have run three cohorts now in very close partnership with Emporium Creative Hub and they've been generously supported by Creative Victoria. Hopefully, fingers crossed, there might be a cohort at the beginning of 2024. And if you wanted to express interest, you could probably reach out to Emporium Creative Hub. Sure could. Yeah, brilliant. All right. Thanks so much for joining us, Lear. Thanks for having me. I didn't ask if you've got any creative hobbies yourself, but... None that I'm good at. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's been great to have that that business focus and the strategy and this North Star topic. It's so central to 
the journey that creatives need to be on in business and you are an absolute expert at helping uncover those things and digging into the gold. So we really appreciate everything oh, that you've so much. done in this local industry and the, the people and in, in my journey, Reese's journey, I'm sure you could echo that. And thank you so much for spending the time with us on this episode. It's been a privilege. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening into the episode today. Country Creatives is the brainchild of Caleb Maxwell and Reese Hendy, produced by myself, Amy Chapman, with so much wonderful support from the Emporium Creative Hub. If you'd like to explore more of the amazing work that Leah Satori does, please visit the episode page at emporiumcreativehub.com.au slash podcast. There you'll find links to Leah, but you'll also find all of our past episodes to explore. You can also contact us there with any suggestions, comments, and to let us know how you're going finding your North Star. There'll be a brand new episode in just a couple of weeks' time. If you'd like to hit the subscribe button on your podcast listening platform of choice, we would love to have you join our little community. We look forward to bringing you some inspiration, some fun in the near future. See you then.